common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. Scott Inez with you today. You can find the pod all over the place. Spotify, WDBO app, WDBO.com. I'm also on the radio each and every weekday with Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I invite you to stream us. If you're outside of Orlando, go ahead and stream us right there in the WDBO app. It has been a very dark and disturbing latter half of the week here in Central Florida in terms of what's going on with our schools right now. We had this story from Daytona Beach where police said that they were able to stop a potential mass shooting at Embry-Riddle University on Thursday. Police arresting 19-year-old John Hagens after a few of his fellow students saw something and said something to the right people. So we had that story. We saw this incident at Lyman High School in Longwood, where a 15-year-old student was accused of writing school shooting threats on bathroom walls there at Lyman. We also saw as many as 14 students being arrested at three separate Central Florida high schools on Thursday. Videos captured multiple brawls. 12 Oviedo High School students were arrested and faced charges of disrupting school operations. So question is, what the heck is going on in our schools right now? And that's the first question I posed to Dr. Jordan Rodriguez. Jordan is the principal at Seminole High School in Sanford, and Doc always shares some great insight with me. What the heck is going on out there right now, Doc? Well, good morning, Scott, and I can share with you, uh, there's layers of complexity to the things you're seeing in the news media, and the first thing that I would point out is these incidents are few and far between. I mean, they, they are uh, the exception, not the rule. 99% of the kids are doing the right thing day in and day out, and uh, those kids often don't get the coverage uh, that you see in the news media, but these things are definitely happening and we're dealing with them. Uh, But like I said, there's layers of complexity. It really varies by school. It varies by community. Uh, Right here in Seminole County, uh, you know, unfortunately, I am out in Sanford. I've got some kids that are uh, in some neighborhoods that there's problems that kids in other communities don't deal with, you know, with uh, the the tragic loss of life of some of their young family members. And something that I saw on my campus earlier in the year is that I had some fights that were happening because students would deliberately say things that were negative about a deceased family member. Mm. And then in the minds of the family members and on a campus, you might have several relatives. Uh, they took that as justification to enact what they thought was justice. Uh, but uh, what it really was, was a physical attack, you know, and uh, you, we can't have that on campus. Uh, we're sending a strong message. I know out here in Stanford, uh, anytime we have any sort of issue, and I tell people this all the time, uh, fights happen on a high school campus. They happen sure. on a middle school campus. If it's one-on-one, the school deals with it. There's right. no law enforcement involvement. But right. when there is a unfair advantage if it's two-on-one, if it's three-on-one, if you're blindsiding a person, that's a physical attack. You're going to jail, and I'm putting you up for alternative placement. Yeah, and the difference now, Doc, to that point, when we were in school, it was one-on-one. You met in the schoolyard. You fought it out. You were friends the next day, and now, and maybe it's due to social media. I need you to educate me on this, but now we've got three-on-three. We've got 
five on five. We've got ten on ten. Instead of the the one on one deals, we're seeing full scale brawls here. Yeah, it's still mostly uh, the one on one issues. Okay. But uh, the the two words you said there are very very powerful. Social media, and I've said this once. I'll say it again. It's the best and worst invention of the last twenty years. Uh, what you're seeing now that you and I didn't deal with is immediately as something's happening in real time, they might be Facebook living it. You know, they might be live streaming this altercation. Everybody wants to be the first to break the news. They want to get the most shares, the most likes, the most retweets, regardless of what the content is. And what drives me nuts is I see the great things that happen on this campus every day. I had 86 kids go to a business professionals of America conference last week and do great things. But the thing that tracks the attention of the media is the two kids that decided to have it out in the courtyard. Social media is an accelerant because now you've got the peanut gallery that's going to comment. They're going to keep instigating it, almost setting up the uh, round two at times. And our kids don't know how to navigate those waters. Like they haven't been trained on, uh, and we have some courses that delve into social media, but what do you do when something uh, occurs that, People are trying to instigate you to fight, and the easiest thing to tell them is like, hey, stay off social media. But the, the kids almost have that, they call it FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. <laughs> right. where they don't want to detach right. themselves from yeah. all their social media platforms. But in actuality, that's the best thing for them. I, I was saying earlier, I'm so happy that when I went to school, there was no social media. And, and look, I, I'm no sociologist here, but it seems to me as if we've got that perfect storm, the accelerant, as you said, with social media kids who are unable to process some of the stuff that they're seeing maturely right now. And, and look, you, you've got a society that is, is not exactly sane in spots right now. Am I in the ballpark here with all that, that stuff coming together at once? This is a perfect storm. Uh, you, you've got more and more, you know, we're becoming a society uh, where people are more fixated with how many followers they have and how many views they're getting uh, instead of doing the right thing. And, Add to that, we are absolutely seeing an uptick in uh, needs in terms of mental health. Uh, I've got two on-campus mental health counselors, and they are at capacity in terms of you know the amount of kids they can take on their caseload. Uh, so that that's real. You know that's happening right now. Uh, it, it's I think it's easy to use COVID as a blanket excuse. I think we do that too much in society. Uh, but the year that these kids were often off, detached socially. Uh, I'm by no means a, a psychologist, but I would say that there is a uh, effect that is occurring that probably has some relationship uh, to the kids being away from each other for uh, some extended periods of time. But, you know, we're, we're getting them back in shape right now. That, mm-hmm. That's our job is uh, getting them back in shape, getting them back game ready for you know tr- your traditional school setting and school environment. Yeah, and I know some of our listeners are driving down I-4 right now going, okay, Doc, wait a minute. Now, you know, where are the parents here? Like, wh- where's the parental guidance? I know you've mentioned that you have some great parents up there in Seminole County, but there are a lot of kids without the, the two-parent system. Like, it, wh- what, how do you respond to that question about the parents and the parental guidance and where is it right now? Yeah, we absolutely have some great parents. Um, you know, but then there's also the parents who their first move isn't, hey, what did my kid do? It's, it's who did this to my kid? My yeah. kid's not at fault. Yeah. Uh, and you better believe I found out my, my seven-year-old did something in class yesterday, and uh, there was no accepting excuses from, from her. You know, and, and that was my wife and I going right at her like, hey, I don't care what your side of the story is. You don't do that. 
And uh, that is something that we're not seeing as much of, I would say, in society these days. And that's not specific to, to Seminole High School. Like I said, I've got a great uh, support system of community members here. Um, I think they respond very well to the, the initiatives that we put in place at Seminole High School. But you could absolutely see just across the country that, yeah, sometimes uh, people's first move is to uh, look at how their kid's a victim and not what their kid could have done better. Yeah, well, I think it's really important to reiterate what you said early on in the interview, Doc, and that is the squeaky wheel gets the grease. If it bleeds, it leads in our business, unfortunately, right? But there are so many great kids in our schools, unfortunately, stories like this overshadow what those great kids are doing each and every day in our schools. That's not to say that we don't have issues in our schools. And I do wonder, I mean, I can't imagine what you principals and teachers and administrators you go through every day. Are you sure you want to do this for the rest of your career, Doc? It's fun every day. Every day is different. The days fly by. You're impacting kids and overwhelmingly, you know, you're doing positive things. Of course, there's, uh, Detrimental things that come with the position. Uh, you're gone quite a bit. You know, you're you're going to miss some little league games and things of that nature. Um, but I think the impact you have on not just a school but an entire community uh, is very, very important and can't be overshadowed. Well, we like to rely on your insight, Doc, and and we always trust your insight as well. We thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Anytime. And thanks to Dr. Jordan Rodriguez, the principal at Sanford Seminole High School, for the chat. On the Inez Says Podcast today. Appreciate you being here. You can find me on the radio each and every weekday with Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next time.